Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show, our theme, Christianity and its relationship to politics and pop culture. A little more on the pop culture side today as we continue our adventure into the year 2023. Now, for me, the turning of a new year is always interesting for a lot of reasons. One of them is my birthday is in December, so I turn another year older at the end of one year, but mostly experiencing being that year older the following year. I just had a birthday on December the 3rd. Now it's January. So for all intents and purposes, this new year for me is a new age and a new year older On the other hand, it's kind of interesting because even though based on what I just said, you'd think that I, of all people, would think of January as the beginning of the new year. Well, all of us, January is the beginning of the new year, but I, of all people, who just turned a year older. Actually, growing up, I never thought of January as the new year. I thought of it as the middle of the year. Now, I wasn't dumb. I knew what January was. I knew what December was. I understood the calendar. I understood the date. I'm talking about those of us who grew up in the public school system. I always thought of fall as the beginning of the new year because that's when the new school year began. September or October? Yes, the brand spanking new school year where everything was fresh and vital and exciting. New classes, new rooms, new students, new friends, new clothes, new textbooks, new schedule. And it wasn't just school that was new. In those days, all the TV shows were brand new. New shows premiering or a second season of a show that you already loved, but you were watching summer repeats. That's somewhat true today, but it was much different back then. In those days, we didn't have 85,000 different channels on cable or channels that are streaming. Channels that you subscribe to, but half the time you never used and you don't even know what it is. You come home. What are you watching, sweetheart? Oh, I'm watching the Drywall and Stucco channel. But back in those days, we had three major networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. There was also public broadcasting, but whoever watched that, I mean, who are we kidding? But the three major networks, watching television was a hallmark of the baby boomers. Yes, I am of the baby boomer generation. We're a great big generation starting to die off like other generations before us. We come after World War II. They were known as the best generation. We're known as the worst generation. World War II was the generation of sacrifice, people that grew up during the Depression and then fought the Great War and freed the world from tyranny. But where did we get the name Baby Boomers? Well, when soldiers returned home from the war, they hadn't seen their wives for a long time or they got married to their girlfriends anyway. Needless to say, a lot of sex, a lot of pregnancy, a lot of babies. There was a baby boom. And so we grew up as the baby boomers, and we were the first generation to grow up on television. It had already been invented, but we were that generation where a lot of households in the suburbs, many households now owned a television set. That is one of the distinctive features of the baby boomers. 
And yet, while we were watching television, there were always commercials about skincare and cream and youth and staying young. And so that leads to another characteristic of the baby boomers. We are the people that don't want to get old. And it's somewhat twofold. There's always variations. There's always exceptions. But in general, we are that generation that dreads getting old. And as a result, as a coping mechanism, we deny getting old. We like to act like we're young. We like to think we're young. We like to deceive ourselves into thinking we're young. Now, I'm a grandparent. I have several grandchildren. I love my grandkids. I love my grandkids. I love being a grandparent. It doesn't change any of that. But I got to tell you, I often say to myself, wouldn't it be wonderful to be 20 again or 30 again? Now, I am wise enough to catch myself because speaking of wise, I didn't have a lot of wisdom in those days. I would like to think that I learned a few things over the years. I am no longer in my 20s. I am no longer in my 30s. I'm way beyond that. In my 60s, as a matter of fact. And being that old, I've learned a few things. I've got years and years of experiences to draw upon. That is one of the advantages I'm seeing of getting older. When I was in my 20s and 30s, I didn't have years of experiences to drop on. I had some. So I may miss the physique and the youth and the stamina and the strength, but I don't miss what a total jerk I was. I don't miss my arrogance. I'm in my 60s. I got to tell you, folks, I don't know nearly as much today as I knew when I was in college. Back then, I knew everything. Now, in a perfect world, if I could have my physique of a 20-year-old and the wisdom and knowledge and experiences of somebody in his 60s, well, I would just about be walking in heaven. The good news as Christians is someday we will be walking in heaven. We'll have a resurrected, beautiful body. We'll look like we did and our best, even better, and we'll never die again, and there will be no more age, and we'll all look like young adults, and yet we'll have all kinds of wisdom, and we'll learn more. But that's in heaven Back down to earth, as the saying goes. Back to the idea of baby boomers not wanting to turn old as a general rule. It's sometimes called the Peter Pan syndrome. There are a lot of different definitions of that. It's not exactly clinical. Some people think it's clinical. But in the vernacular, it just means somebody who's emulating the story of Peter Pan. You remember the story of Peter Pan? A boy who didn't want to grow up. You remember the animated versions, the stage musicals. Actually, the original literature, the original children's literature of anything that we grew up on Disney to see when you read it by the original author. And the original author of Peter Pan was J.M. Barry, wrote it first as a play, later turned it into a novel. I'm telling you, children's literature is brilliant. That's somewhat true of any good literature to read it in the author's original words. We're so used to the movies. And very seldom do the movies retain the true story. But even when they retain the true story, reading it in the author's original words, not just the dialogue, but the character's train of thought, with children's literature, children just follow the story. Adults look at it. They remember what it was like to be a kid. And the author is writing on two levels for the adult and the kids. Anyway, Children's literature is absolutely brilliant. Peter Pan, the original Mary Poppins books, Tom Sawyer, The Wind in the Willows, Charlotte's Web. I could go on and on and on. But back to Peter Pan, that name got into the vernacular for people who just don't want to grow old. We have that song in some of the Peter Pan musicals. I don't want to grow up. I'll never, never grow up. There's a lot of different versions of it. So I mentioned baby boomers try to delude themselves into thinking they're not growing up. Let me give you an example. 
There's a very popular phrase that's been coined for a long time now. 60 is the new 40. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, it sounds great now. It sounded kind of stupid to me before I became 60. I wrote a play when I was in my 40s. And in that play, one of the characters said, who cares what happens to us after we turn 60? Now that I am 60, 70 and 80 and 90, well, that looks old, but 60 doesn't. And I like that phrase. 60 is the new 40. It actually became an extremely popular phrase, a common phrase. Why? Because it was invented by the baby boomers, either in their 60s or approaching 60s. There's a wide range of decades that count you as a baby boomer. And once again, we're baby boomers. There was a baby boom. That means there's a lot of us, so many. We find plenty of people to reinforce the illusion that we're young. And I loved it. Being in my 60s just wasn't all that bad. I thought of it as the new 40s. Well, here's the deal. I mentioned that I just had a birthday, and I mentioned that I'm in my 60s. What I didn't tell you is that in December of 2022, I turned 69. I now have less than a year before the big seven zero. And the older I get, and you know this, the older you get, the faster the years go by. I just turned 69, but if I accidentally stumble and blink, I'll find myself 70. And so, my friends, pay careful attention, and I'll explain exactly what this means. It means I have exactly one more year to work on my new slogan, but let me try it out now in the meantime. What do you say, folks? Is 70 the new 50? Hey, if a man can call himself a woman, if a woman can call herself a man, if a liberal can call a conservative African-American a white supremacist, then doggone it, I can be 50 when I turn 70. And why stop there? Okay, here's a better one. I am 69 going on 20. And if you don't agree, you're not woke. And if you don't agree, you're not sensitive. You're probably a 20-a-phobe. This is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious.